0: Good morning. Do you ever look around and wonder if everything you see or hear is true? So we have that question for you today. We want you to take a moment and look around and, or even click on social media or the news and ask yourself what is actually true.
1: That's right. Good morning. Welcome to FC Studios. Uh, Thanks for joining us uh, today. Um, Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about looking at God's truth and um, really what the posture of our hearts should be as we do this. And so um, when we began talking about this and discussing this... uh, one of the things that i did was went uh, i went to the dictionary and looked up the definition of the word that's truth
0: dictionary says
1: well google <laughs> says uh but but what's interesting is that there are actually conflicting definitions of what truth is so if you look at the world today that's really not surprising but um <laughs> if you look up the world's truth the word truth you find that the dictionary defines truth as the quality or state of being true but the alternate definition And this is where the problem is, is that it can also be a belief that is accepted to be true, which is the exact opposite of what truth is. And so our goal today uh, is going to be to learn how to seek God's truth. What are some practical ways to seek God's truth and also um, how to apply it to our lives and situations that we face daily?
0: That's right. Um, And we... Pastor Mark taught yesterday um, at church, well, he taught on Sunday at church, um, Psalms 20, out of Psalms 25. But Psalms 25 5 tells us that it says, Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. And that scripture really stuck out to us because David's simply asking God to lead him in God, like to lead him in his truth, in God's truth. And there are there is, like, I mean, as for believers, I think believers in general know this, that there's no real truth, that there's no real um, absolute, unless it's in in what God says. And we know that the word of God to be infallible, and that it is the solid bedrock of truth. But um, I think too often, we don't really have this heart, and not like we're doing this on purpose, but is our heart posture that of, of like David's, of God lead me in your truth. And as like, we go about our day now we're clicking on social media and we're watching the news and we hear something on the radio and somebody tells us they read this article and all this stuff like we're screaming like we're like oh that sounds so interesting because anything can sound true and based off of one of the definitions is a belief that accept is accepted to be true so you can take anything and decide to make it true to you Mm -hmm. because there's a there's a whole thing going around like this is my truth. Well, that's what's true to you. But that doesn't actually mean that you're right or what's true. Because yeah. only the word of God and what he says is true. And so, and I write about this a little bit in my book, Forever <laughs> and My Goodness. Um, and the cha- second chapter is My abs- My Goodness is Absolute. And that there is only one absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And that is, is God's word and who he is. And so, the question is this. Is, like, do we have a posture of a heart... Like David's, where it's lead it says, "Lead me in your truth." So as we go about the things of this life and about parenting and marriage and making decisions on our finances, do does our heart lean, lean towards a posture of God? What does your truth say about this? Mm-hmm. Um, because like the economics, like the news will tell you that this is what's happening in the economic world and there's this inflation and this is good. And But what is true? Like how does God want us to biblically handle our finances so that no matter what the news says about the economy, we know our finances are based off of the truth of what God says. Yeah. Things yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, I think like you said, you know, many people want to know what's true, but there's so much input. There's so much coming in that, you know, we really don't know what to believe. And then eventually like, you have so much outside information coming in you just be, begin to get skeptical of everything you mm-hmm. know and that's including you know we tend to become skeptical i think of even what we feel like the holy spirit is speaking to us mm. you know we become uh, skeptical of of even like reading the bible and attempting to apply us because there's just there's just so much stuff and oftentimes what we know to be true and what we see in the world and what the world says to be true are two totally different they're they're completely opposite for the most point and so um, you know the Bible tells us that David was a man after God's own heart Mm -hmm. you know and I think there are um, there's many reasons for that you know one he was he was quick to repent but another aspect of that is that he genuinely sought to know God Mm. he really wanted God to lead him in his ways to teach him his truths, to lead him in righteousness. Yeah. And I, I truly believe that, you know, even though David lived in chaos, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think, I think we tend to think that the world that we live in is like the craziest it's ever been, you know what I mean? And that there's yeah. just like the things that we're experiencing today have never been experienced before, you know? Like the sins are brand new, like mm-hmm. the, these situations and things are new, but like, but David lived in chaos, you know? There was. Invading armies, you know what I mean. Like he was, he was king over Israel and Judah, and so there were people trying to take his throne away from him, like Mm -hmm. uh, outside people, and even including people in his family were trying to take his throne away from him. Mm -hmm. And you know, David as the king was responsible for the national sin, Mm
0: -hmm. and he was
1: also responsible for his own personal sin. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So like, that's a lot. You know, I've never ruled a country before. You know so I can't really quite relate to that but I can only imagine that that was kind of a chaotic place to live kind of a chaotic situation to be mm-hmm. in
0: well, I think that, like you said, like you've never ruled a country before, but the principles never change. Whether you're running a country or a city or a family or a church or a business, whatever it is that you're running, the principles are the same. The principle is that do we have that same heart—a heart after God, a posture of a heart that's like, God, teach me Your ways, teach me Your truth, so that I know how to so that I know how to handle this. Yeah. And you're talking about, you know, we tend to think that like our situation and what we're living in and is like the most chaotic thing that's ever happened and we think this pandemic pandemic is the craziest thing because it's the craziest thing to us right but it's not the craziest thing to God like he walked the israelites through the the plagues of in Egypt mm-hmm. and delivered them, and he brought them to Jericho. Think about poor Rahab; her world came crumbling down around her. Yet God still redeemed her because her heart was one after God. Yeah. And we there's so there's chaotic situations that happen all through Scripture. Yeah. But when these people have these heart, like when when they have the heart to do what's right and turn to what God has to offer them and to seek His truth, mm-hmm. then that's when they find themselves on the other side of that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, still thriving and still right. surviving and still living and
1: and you know doing the things that God's called them to do. Yeah, that's right. And so key to all of those things are, is that the people in these stories in the scriptures lived for God's truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God's truth was was paramount. You know, that is what they built their life on. It's what they base their decisions on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot that that we can learn from that. Um, but really, the question is like, what is what is the posture of our hearts? You know, if we're seeking God's truth. Uh, it 's really our heart that has to be transformed, you know if we 're going to change if we 're going to live a life for christ you know it 's not necessarily our mind that has to be transformed, but it 's our heart mm. you know it 's our soul it's it, it's kind of that 's the place that we have to be focused on and concerned about and so uh, the posture of our heart needs to be you know, God teach me about your ways, teach me your truth in whatever situation it is Mm -hmm. that that you're dealing with. And so, you know, our first response shouldn't be, you know, man, what does so-and-so say about this? Or, you know, what does this book say? What does that book say? What does this newscaster or this person or that, you know, that influencer, you know, what do they say about this situation? Our first response should be, you know, what does God's truth say about this situation that I'm facing right now? Yeah, and
0: I think that oftentimes we tend to, um, it's not like we're doing it on purpose, but we tend to look to someone who is even a biblical influence on on the internet or um, like on the news or be, for guidance through this. And not that that's necessarily bad, but our first um, reaction should be to know what God says about this. Over so like you're you know, you're reading an article about parenting and you're trying to figure out what to do, and you're, you you hear you hear something about all oh, of is how you should parent, and you're. Like, is this true? Is this what God says? Like our posture of our heart is teach me, God, what you say about parenting in this way. This is what the scripture also says is that he'll show you great and mighty things. Like he'll show you things that are hidden. So if there's some sort of manipulation behind some article that you're reading about parenting or about finances or about COVID or the pandemic, Mm -hmm. then God can highlight like, oh, that like you have the Holy Spirit in you that God will show you like, oh, that's not accurate. That's not true. And then he can tell, go bring you back to his word and where to live and how to yeah. operate through through his word, um, what is true. And yeah. so I think, that one, you know, God's not going to talk specifically about COVID, but he's going to talk about how we should talk, you, you know, how we should act. But he can also tell you, like, show you great and mighty things and hidden things and yeah. reveal stuff. And be like, that person's not being truthful. And he can set that where it's not right in your spirit. And you know, oh, I shouldn't be... I shouldn't be listening to them for any form of truth.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, I think we often want to know, you know, kind of what the truth is around vaccines or economics or parenting. Uh, You know, like what do we do when, when we go to the grocery store and there is nothing on the shelves, you know, like Mm. how do we handle our finances when we're worried about the economy crashing or, you know what I mean? so like, what does God say on subjects that we really deal with? And while, there might not be specific answers to those specific questions. There are principles in mm. the Word of God that, that don't change, that right. apply to our lives, that then we can take the principles that we see in the Word of God and then apply them to the situations. You know? Um, and so. The, oh, well,
0: let's just give an example. Yeah. Like, you know, no matter what the economy says and no matter what your paycheck says, God says to honor Him by giving Him a tenth of what you make. And so, no matter if we follow that principle, and He's trying to teach us His ways. If we learn to trust in His ways and um, trust Him, uh, trust in His ways, and learn learn those things, and do that, no matter what the economy says or what our paycheck says, then we can rest assured that He will always come through through for us. So, there's these basic principles with children, like He says, discipline them, and you know no matter what the world says or what people say about parenting god will always tell you how to parent your child and he says in scripture how to discipline them and correct them and so those things never change those are biblical truths and biblical principles that never change no matter what everyone else says around us
1: yeah that's right and so the question then is you know once we see what god's word has to say how does it change the way that we operate you know does Mm. does realizing god's truth change the way that we operate i mean i can remember Um, you know when we went to Israel uh, for the first time together there's there's Mm. some things that we learned and a a journey that we went on and actually you know searching the scriptures for what God's word says versus you know just because something has been preached or taught in a catchy way doesn't make it truth and so we realized that you know there's many things in God's word that have been kind of hidden because of the way that it's been taught, you know, or the way that it's been preached over the years. And so does it change the way that you operate? And and then if we're seeking God's truth, you know, does, does it change the way that we think about a subject? Does it change the way that we approach people, that we relate to others? Does it change, you know, kind of how we deal with situations based on God's Word?
0: Yeah. And one, one thing that's super key in, you know, when we Seek His truth, and we allow it to change us. Um, is it? It allows us to be free from fear because we know that He's always going to come through for us. He yeah. knows that we're making decisions based off of His truth and not some external variable. And when we base our life and the decisions we make off of the truth that He says, then um, we can we can live in this like sense of freedom and and where we're not fearful of like oh gosh i don't know if this is gonna happen but when we when we know we're building our life on his bedrock of truth then we know he's always going to come through for us and 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 we're still human and even if he does even if we like make a wrong mistake if our posture of our heart is to know his truth and live that out Mm -hmm. then um his mercy and grace is exponential towards us to help um you know, help guide us where we need to be led. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the things that's so key in, um, you know, discovering what is actually true versus what the world says to be true is when we go on this um, journey of like having a posture and a heart of seeking God's truth, um, like David says in Psalm 25, lead me in your truth. When we go on this, we have to be careful that we're not seeking a truth that makes us feel good because oftentimes we want to find like that's where the definition comes in is like the belief that is accepted to be true which is terrible but we will do that we'll seek for something to call true that we that makes us feel good yeah. so you can like if you want to parent a certain way you can do a lot of research and find in, you'll find someone who tells you if you do this this way and you're like oh that feels good because that's what you're seeking right. when we're not actually seeking real truth mm-hmm. because it like the truth that God offers us isn't always easy and isn't always going to make us feel all good hands side right. like yeah. when you have no money and God says give 10 percent sometimes it doesn't feel real good <laughs> Yeah. You know, and because, you know, he knows you're making a sacrifice. But the posture of our heart is to seek his truth and live that truth out. And, you know, disciplining your ch- children the way God says to is not comfortable sometimes. But it has great rewards. Yeah. Um, but so you have to be careful that when you're seeking truth and you're seeking what, is, what God says to be true, that you don't just push away what's uncomfortable right. that and go and seek something that's false truth. To make you feel good. Right,
1: yeah, because the reality is not God's Word is not always easy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but so, but it's we, worth it. It is worth it. And so we have some practical tips today um, when we're finding and applying God's truth to our lives. And so um, we just have two practical tips today. And the first one is uh, apply. They're both A words today. So good job. The first one is, is apply. So apply what you think or believe to be true to God's Word and see if it has merit. Yeah. So, the reality is we all have this concept, this idea of what what we believe, what we think is true, and so the idea here is to take what we think to be true and then apply it to the Word of God and see if what we believe actually stands up to the word of god and then mm-hmm. um and so the reality with that is that we have to take time to search the scriptures, mm-hmm. you know we have to take time to to see what God's word says. And then, mm. um, and part of that then is once we seek what God's word says, is that, that we have to know what his word says. And we do that by hiding it in our hearts. And so, um, I mean, I always kind of understood the concept of that. But the reality is, is that, you know, situations that we face in the world and that we face in life every day, um, we have to have God's word hidden in our heart if we're going to know how to respond, how to react. Because as believers, I mean, I, I think it's, it's evident that God puts us in situations in our lives, you know. Um, we're all ministers of the gospel of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And so every situation in our life, we have to be looking at it through the lens of God's word and, and asking, you know, like, what is God trying to get me to do or to say or to teach me
0: mm-hmm.
1: in these situations? And so we have to have God's word hidden in our heart.
0: Right. And so like practical way of a, of what Brad's saying is a, of apply is, you know, if we believe that we should operate in um, our finances one way, and we've been maybe even been taught to operate, do, you know, do finances in a certain way. We take that concept and we go and research that scripturally. Mm-hmm. And then we, so we apply that, what we think to be true to scripture yeah. and then see if it has any merit or any um, flaws in it and then we have to be willing to number two accept any correction which you know you may be doing things right you may take it to the word of God and be like God's like oh high five you did a good job you're doing this right or two he might be say oh that's not right and are we willing to accept correction yeah. and which means we have to be teachable so if we have um you know mistaken. Something like if we thought something to be true, and we take it to Scripture, and then we're like, "Oh gosh, I've been doing this wrong." We have to be willing to change our ways, be mm-hmm. teachable, and allow God's grace and mercy to cover things, uh, and then and then you know move forward in a cor- yeah. in a correct manner.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think we all have preconceived notions, you know, about things that we believe, and um, really a posture of our heart should be if if we're really seeking God and really wanting God to teach us. Then we have to be willing to change, and I think oftentimes that's the place where we have the biggest issue: mm-hmm. um, is changing, being humble enough and teachable enough to change our own hearts when God shows us that what we believe or what we think to be true is not in accordance with His Word. And and right. change, you know, so changing the things that we believe, changing the things that we do is is often hard because you know it requires something of us; it mm-hmm. re- requires effort on our part. To change and mm-hmm. um, you know I think that is often times where we actually have issues with um, being teachable with being with seeking God and asking him to lead us in his righteousness and teach us his mm-hmm. ways is so that if we pray that and we actually have to follow through so when he shows us something we have to follow through with it And I think that's really the hard part
0: well and I think I, w- I would like to like put some caution out there is that if you're doing something one way and then you apply it, you know, you believe this to be true, and you think this concept is true, so you apply it to the Word of God, and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this wrong, or I've been thinking this wrong, or I've been teaching this wrong, and you realize there's this truth that is new for you, and and God's like, okay, now it's time to accept that this correction that I'm giving you, when we, if we accept that correction right then and there, like, oh gosh, I'm going to do this differently from now on, like I said earlier, there's grace and mercy that covers that, because we didn't know that we were, had applied this wrong. Yeah. But if God teaches us and says, Oh, this is wrong and you need to change it and we choose not to, then that's an act of rebellion and there are consequences for that. Yeah. And so I I I um uh, I'm I guess I'm cautioning, cautioning you yeah. that as you apply and you look for truth and then you God reveals his truth for you to you, yet you continue to go against it, then you're held you know, there's that's where things can get tough and then you're really god loves you enough to try to correct you and or to correct you and yeah. so that can be difficult when we can just apply what we think to be true and if he says oh no no let's make some adjustments here then and accept that correction it's so much easier because we live in grace and mercy there yeah. um and you know we're we're talking about this like in a spiritual concept like if there's biblical teachings that you've heard like we th- like he said we went to Israel. There are things that we've been taught our whole life that when we got to Israel, we were like, oh gosh, we need to readjust the way we've read that scripture. Mm-hmm. So there's things like that, but there's even things like we said with finances, marriage, parenting, um, you know, I you know as elections come ebb and flow, you know, we're coming up on where everybody's going to start looking towards elections again. And um, I encourage you to lo- look at the list of, of things that you vote on, like these topic points, whether it's, Um, abortion and immigration and all these type of things know what your vote what the the candidates believe and then apply what you think to be true to the word of God so that you can make a best decision Mm -hmm. um, based off of God's word and not what people around you are telling you and I know that's super political to say but those are all things that we we live out on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and the goal of FC Studios is to give you practical tips on how to live about a spiritual life and Um, and so, you know, whatever it is that you're going through or whatever it is that you're facing that we encourage you to, you know, be aware of what you believe to be true on how to do that thing, apply it to the word of God. And then if you're wrong, receive that, um, accept that correction, be teachable and make adjustments as needed because like Brad said, we may not be running a country, but we are running things. We are running a household. We are running a team. We are we are influencers and have a sphere of influence. Um, and so it's important that you know to be true so that you can, um, what what is true so that you can teach that to other people.
1: Yeah. 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 That's right. And so we encourage you to seek, seek truth, um, but seek the truth found in God's word.
0: Not what makes you feel good. That's right. Yeah. We're so glad that you joined us for FC Studios today. Um, go and find the truth and live it out. We'll see you next Monday. Bye-bye.
1: Hey, I'm Pastor Brad. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of FC Studio. You can find us online at fcfrisco.org or Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're located in Frisco, Texas and have services on Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. And you can join us for our Wednesday experience at 6.30 p.m. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode.